Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The perfect closet editions feel as good as they look. And Rothy's knits style and comfort into every pair of shoes. The Rothy's signature sneaker combines game-changing comfort with a timeless style that goes perfectly with every look, from casual to elevated. And their one-of-a-kind driving loafers feel great with or without socks and come in both classic and eye-catching designs. Find out what the hype is all about. Discover your new favorite pair of shoes and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash hype. When it comes to wardrobe staples, the things that feel as good as they look are what we wear again and again. But finding those perfect closet additions can be tough, especially in the shoe department. Unless you're shopping at Rothy's and they're sustainably made machine washable shoes that are built to last because they knit both style and comfort into every pair. The Rothy's signature sneaker combines game-changing comfort with a tirelessly cool look. So it goes with every outfit, from casual to elevated. And their one-of-a-kind driving loafers feel great with or without socks and come in classic colors and eye-catching patterns. Forget about the break-in periods you expect from other shoes. The soft, flexible materials and wildly comfortable Rothy's insoles make their shoes one of the most wearable right out of the box. Find out what the hype is all about. Discover your new favorite pair of shoes and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com forward slash hype. That's R-O-T-H-Y-S dot com slash hype. Goldilocks Productions broadcasts universal cosmic frequencies that unlock, awaken, and expand the consciousness of our worldwide viewers and listeners. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy the Goldilocks Productions presentation of the In the Psychic Flow Show with Caroline Carey. Hi, everyone. Welcome to In the Psychic Flow. It's delightful to be here tonight. Thank you all for joining us on uh, Facebook page, uh, Goldilocks Productions Facebook page, YouTube channel, Periscope, and multiple places on the Internet. We are so excited to have you with us tonight. If you are joining us from the Facebook page of Goldilocks Productions, please don't forget to hit the like, subscribe, and ring the bell so that you're notified when we go back on air and we're live again. Uh, What else do I have for you? Don't forget to um, write in the comments any questions that you have with us tonight in the uh, comment section over here on this side, this side. (laughs) And uh, if you have any questions uh, for our guest tonight, Manzin Mitchell, 
this is a dynamic duo, a partnership that's uh, been together for a long time doing uh, interview, radio interview. So we're delighted to have them with us tonight. Um, also, we're going to have uh, the pa- the patron. Am I saying that right, Tiffany? Patron, Patreon, Patreon uh, link for you to join uh, our secret little group here that does um, special shows on Mondays at four o'clock. You'll have be privy to that. You'll also be privy to our master classes. You can join our live classes uh, for the regular price. You can also buy pre the recordings of previous shows, uh, classes rather, um, for a discounted price. You can join our spiritual circles and pay the price on that. So there's no discount on that, but you're privy to uh, all the things that are going on on Goldilocks Productions. So don't forget that. Okay, so check that out. What else do I have for you? Um, Let's talk about our fabulous guests. Okay, first of all, I've known uh, Suzanne Mitchell, there she is, and there's Gary Mance. Hello, welcome to In the Psychic Flow. Glad to be here. Oh, I'm glad we we were able to get you on and everything worked out perfect as usual. It worked out great. You both look fabulous. Good to see you. With the COVID, we haven't really seen anybody, have we? No. That's for sure. In fact, I was surprised when I found out I had to shave and shower for tonight. <laughs> I know, we get so used to our, you got a COVID beard going on there. Yes, I great. do. <laughs> we are so delighted to have you with us. This is the duo Mans and Mitchell, who uh, is regular. Your shows are on once or twice a week. I think you're on twice a week, right? We are. Yes, Friday yes. and Saturday. Friday and Saturday, KKNW 1150 Alternative Talk Radio, 1150kknw.com. So you can watch there. Uh, Gary and Suzanne have been doing this for, what did you say, 14 years now? You have been interviewing? We're in our 14th year. We started in March of 2007. Wow. it's That's great. And I was looking at your website, uh, Mans and Mitchell. Please check that out, mansandmitchell.com. You bring fascinating talks since 2007. You've had some really exciting guests, and I'm sure you're going to share some little stories with us if you can. You have uh, the most amazing categories on your website. You cover everything, (coughs) excuse me, from, uh, let's see, paranormal, astrology, uh, haunted places, holistic medicine, ghost hunting, reincarnation, what else? Angels, among the multitude of things that you, subjects that you cover on your show. You have been interviewing people 14 years. You've interviewed some movie stars, such as Marion Ross from Happy Days, and Tippi Hedren, wow, from The Birds. And TV show host, uh, TV show personalities would be like Loretta Swift from MASH and Jerry Jewell, Facts of Life and Deadwood. You uh, you have introduced me to some really great mediums. You're, a lot of your guests are, um, what should you say, authors, psychic mediums, paranormal, intuitive. Some of the famous, you have a lot of, famous to me anyway. You have a lot of psychic mediums on here. Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer, which thank you. He's been on my show. Thank you for referring him to me. Vincent Jenna, 
psychic medium, Carl Petrie. He's been on my show. Thank you very much. Uh, psychic paranormal investigator and independent filmmaker. You've had Jody Levon. Is that pronounced correctly? Yes. Levon? Very well known. And you interviewed me. Thank you very much. I'm so excited to be included with these great people that you've interviewed. It was really a charm, and I really enjoyed being with you. You know how to ask the right questions. So talk to me about what you've learned and how you enjoy what you do. Obviously, enjoy what you do. We're in our 14th year of doing it. If we didn't enjoy it, it would be masochistic to go through this twice a week and prepare the best shows we know how to do and also to build up quite a file. And thank you for that acknowledgement, Carolyn a file of people who have become staples of the show in many cases. You mentioned Jody Levon. Isn't she up to about two dozen appearances now? Yes. Yeah. And others have been on 20 or more times. So they're like family to us. What's interesting about this, this concept that we do, we hope that our personalities and our curiosity jointly will drive the show. You're not going to keep your listeners if you don't keep it interesting. That's just talk radio. And it's all about the stories as well. In the case of mediums, it's the stories of the people as they come out through the readings, as you well know. Mm -hmm. But what I find so fascinating about this journey, there's that word again, the journey that we've been on is that we didn't start out intending to do so much with paranormal and particularly with mediums. I had it in mind because I've had a lifelong fascination with UFOs. Back when they were flying saucers, you know, before they yeah. became cool as UFOs, I had done my fair share of reading and I still have a curiosity about it, but I wanted to do a show about UFOs. We were going to be subject specific in that way. And I made up my mind and I talked to the manager of the radio station there in Seattle at AM 1150 KKNW. I talked it over with Suzanne. She said, okay, if that's what you want to do, let's go for it. And so we, we went into the, the station, we sat down, we had a meeting, we came to terms, we came up with a name for the show and agreed that that would start on such and such date. Within a matter of a few weeks, we did not have any contacts with so-called ufologists. They were not forthcoming or available necessarily, oh. but we began to meet medium after medium after medium after medium after medium, mm -hmm. dot, dot, dot. And I turned to Suzanne one day and I said, I don't think we're supposed to do a show about UFOs anymore. I think this is about mediumship, about the concept of the afterlife, which is an ever, a never ending debate, a deep philosophical question about the meaning of life. And is there any place where we go after we lay down these bodies of ours? And once we did that, everything fell into place, both mm -hmm. on Fridays and Saturdays, so that out of all the categories and subcategories about which we broadcast, mediumship is number one and by far the most popular. You, you um, have been a great supporter of, of mine. I want to thank you both for sure. uh, helping promote me and my work. You do, uh, I have to say, you do your loyalty and your love for mediumship does show on your shows because you're educated enough to ask the right questions, you know, and um, you, you know what your listeners want to hear from mediums, what kind of questions your listeners would ask about. And you have your own interests as well. You know, I, I know Gary 
has, uh, we've talked about this, how Gary gets his insight, like through psychometry, he gets his insight in a way to do reading. And, you know, I think that also uh, Suzanne also does, she has a great healing component, I think, and understands healing pretty well. Would you say that, Suzanne? Would you understand people that do healing or you've been for healing and methods? You know about it. You're very knowledgeable about these things. You've read about a million books, right? I feel like the for the period of time that we've had the show, it's been an, uh, an education. It's been like advanced learning because we have read so many books. Um, you know, many people have written one, and that is their entree to coming on the show. And one of the things we do is that we actually read the books, which surprises everybody because, you know, we want to know what the subject matter is about. And so we've learned a lot from reading not 10 or 20, but hundreds of books. And we read about two books a month. So we've read many, many books. And some of them are very common, very pedestrian. It's like ho-hum, we know that already. Some of them are so in-depth. They're they're like at a, a college graduate level. And then there's a whole bunch in between. And so it's given us a chance over the years to kind of synthesize the information. And where I started this, I was thinking, you know, I don't have an opinion. I don't really know much about it. Now, 14 years later, after talking to so many experts, I feel like I have developed a much more specific philosophy about how the world works because I have taken a little bit from all of these experts and say, well, this makes sense. This doesn't make sense. And I've kind of put it all together in a way that I can wrap my mind around. So it has changed the way that you look, all of this education that you've oh, gotten yes. has changed the way your outlook, both of you, the way that you look at life and the afterlife and healing and the practical spirituality, I think, is uh, an avenue that you enjoy, too. Who are your favorite authors that you would recommend to the rest of us? Yikes. Well, number one There's would be so Jody Levon. Right. She doesn't have that many books. She's not one of those people who writes a book a year, whether she needs to or not. She oh, writes okay. them when they express something about which she feels deeply, and she has gotten a tremendous response. She won't give me any names, but Jody Levon's book, The Happy Medium, which yeah. is how she is commonly known, her book wound up in the gift bags at the Oscars one year. Wow. Consequently, she has developed... And also the Emmys say so. She has developed a clientele to include luminaries from Hollywood, both uh, large and small screens. And she just won't tell me who they are, but she says they're loyal to me. We get along great. And you would know who they are. I just can't tell you. She's a tease. <laughs> uh, okay. And so I, I recommend Jody Levon, J-O-D-I and Levon is L-I-V-O-N. The Happy Medium, she does exceptional work as a medium, as do you. She has her style, you have yours. And she's written a couple of books that are very encouraging for people who want to go beyond acceptance of mediumship and the afterlife on a conceptual basis. They want to know how to live their lives while they are still in the body. She's great for advising people on that. Oh, that's terrific. I noticed that... Um... A, a lot of your people are really 
nationally known and internationally known, I would say, correct? That's true. Yes. So I would say you get the cream of the crop. You know, it didn't start out that way 14 years ago. And, and Gary and I will get to giggling about that once in a while, because when we first started out, we asked everybody we knew, friends, relatives, would you like to be on our show? I mean, we were we were just begging for people to come on so that I he might, that like, yeah. so we wouldn't have to just talk to each other. But uh, when you have uh, done this as long as we have, we rarely have to seek out anybody because we have so many people coming to us. They have, they know somebody and their friend has a friend and, you know, publicists, well, we are, we're on a lot of publicist lists. They will just call and say, somebody's got a new book. Can I send it to you? Will you interview them? And so, you know, we're lucky in that way that we can be choosy today in a way that we couldn't be when we started out. And that was right. much of the first year. And we had some repeat guests as well. It, we were a good year putting it together in a way that gave us confidence that we were delivering a good product on air. And then the publicist grew in their confidence that we would do well by their clients who would then say, oh, I enjoyed that Manson Mitchell show. Yes, I'd go back and do that show again. And the word started to circulate. The next thing you know, we're getting buddy-buddy with publicists. If you host a talk show, co-host as we do, or host it on your own, the best thing you can do is make a publicist look good because they will not forget it. That's great advice. Who is um, Who are some of the more remarkable uh, people? You've had TV personalities. You've had a lot of mediums, a lot of psychics paranormal who what stands out to you in your memory bank that uh, is a very interesting person well I found that there are people on this theme of mediumship I've found that there are those who can talk a great deal about subjects without giving a single message in the course of the hour and nobody feels cheated that would be Mark Anthony yeah an extraordinary man with an extraordinary mind he can talk about reincarnation, about the process of delivering messages, about how he communes with the spirits in a way that allows him to do what he does at such a high level. And before you know it, the hour is done. Once in a while, I will say, hey, Mark, give some messages. You know, we love talking to you, but let's see if we can provide something for folks. And he always comes through for them. One lady from Sarasota called, even though our show is based in, in Seattle, because we're also online, you can listen to it in Zanzibar. And Sarasota people will pick up the phone occasionally and call. And one lady had a couple of very specific questions about the work she wanted to do. And she was being advised. It wasn't so much that she had this predilection, but she said, I'm being told to look for a place to do work where I can be of help to veterans. Well, we live in Sarasota, Florida, and so does she. Plenty of veterans. And so we told her about places she could go locally. And she said, I hadn't thought about that. But yes, I, I would have a whole wellspring of people I could work with here who are veterans. And this is very helpful work to them when they've had PTSD, for example. This is the kind yeah. of thing she does. And so there was Mark making a connection with and for someone who can benefit the veterans among us who have served and now need for us to be there for them. That, that's the kind of thing that warms my heart because we feel we're doing some good in the world. Right. It's interesting that uh, your listeners in Sarasota, you're in Sarasota, 
And um, Mark Anthony is in Florida, but it's a national um, Seattle-based radio station. And it took that to put her together with what's going on in Sarasota. So there's a synchronicity here, I think. Wouldn't you say? I think there's a synchronicity with um, what you do. And and I've always said, you may not want to hear this, Gary, but I feel, um, I think Suzanne would understand what I'm saying. You present individuals that are top shelf in their arena of their endeavor. And to me, that is like teaching, making teaching available or making education available. Wouldn't you agree to that? You're presenting the best people in their field of endeavor, uh, professional practitioners from all over um, and introducing your audience to them. And I think that is, that's sort of teaching, don't you think? Yes, and, and, you know, we don't very often challenge the people that we have on. Right. Uh, we don't get uh, adversarial with our right. guests. Some people like to create the controversy, like to create the, um, the conflict and say, oh, well, I don't agree with that, and, and kind of fight with their guests. When mm-hmm. we have read a book that our guest has done, we want them to shine Exactly. Their point of view, whether or not we agree with it, we allow them to just say whatever their point of view is. And with rare exceptions, have we ever on air said, you know, I just don't agree with what you said. We we do let people put forth their ideas. Mm -hmm. And what we hope to have is a conversation. If you listen to our show as though people are just sitting around in their living room talking and you're eavesdropping on it. We exactly. don't, we don't write out questions. We don't, you know, write out our answers. We like to have it be very organic and just kind of spring from whatever is on our minds. And sometimes it's a news item that's happening that day or the day before, even if we have on an intuitive or or somebody who's talking about relationships, maybe they're out where the fires are. And and so we'll say, tell us, how are you coping out on the West Coast with all the fires and the smoke? So we'll, we'll, we'll make it as though a friend has dropped by. And what is so interesting, Carol Ann, is how many people we have known for years and years that have been on our show, and we've never met them in person. We, we feel like we're best buddies on the radio but not in person. One of the people that kind of sprung to mind was uh, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr. He's written four or five books. He's been on our show a half a dozen times and he feels like we're family. And he says, when you come out to Reno, my dad and I want to take you to dinner. (laughs) And we've never met him in person. (laughs) We say, of course we will have dinner with you. Don Miguel Ruiz Sr. and Jr. I'm buying. At one uh, you know, dinner table. So, um, so many people that we've never met. And mm-hmm. since we don't do video on our show, we just, we only hear them. We don't even see them. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. And so it's, uh, it, it's kind of a strange world, how few of the people that we've talked to, we've actually met in person. Although in some cases we've made great friends, Jody Levon would be top of mind in that regard the people where we made the effort or we went to a convention of some sort and we were there to get, it could be a radio convention. It could be a psychic convention, ghost research, UFOs. 
and we've made friends. The late, great Rosemary Ellen Guiley became a good friend of ours. She has friends who miss her all over the world. She passed away just over a year ago. And she stayed in our home. She came down here because she was uh, doing some research. And I think she had a, a book event. And so she needed a place to stay. And she wondered if she could stay with us. Well, don't stay in a hotel. She'd been on our show any number of times at that point, uh, not long after we moved here to Sarasota. So we had her stay with us. And we made friends with she and eventually her husband after she got married fairly late in life. It was great for her to find love again. And when we were out in Seattle, we met up and had dinner again. It's been an opportunity and a journey. I think that's sort of an overused word, but in the sense that we are doing more and better than we thought we could do because we were willing to take a chance on this. Well, I think also, um, I think talking to people about their work I, and their lifestyle, the way that you do, I think you both do. I think you create an intimacy that the next step is friendship. You know, I feel that once they're speaking with you, I know in my experience, I've kn- I knew you, but that kind of makes it you know, a little bit nervous. Like, you know, you're probably nervous about having me on. I'm nervous about being on, you know. We're not nervous about you. We know you'll do great. <laughs> you know how to be just folks. That's one of the great strengths that you have. You make people, you put them at their ease almost immediately. Oh, well, thank you. Because you do too. There is a, there's a rapport that you create with your guests so that they do feel comfortable. Because like if they've written a book, that's their heart and soul there. <laughs> yes. You could, you're speaking the truth, Carol Ann. In fact, Suzanne has a story that she would like to share right now. Oh, okay, <laughs> please and do. who are you talking about? Yeah. People can be so comfortable with us on the radio. Oh my gosh. And in this case, I actually oh met gosh. the lady. Suzanne spoke with her many times on the radio, yeah. but she would come very willingly to do our show. The late, great, a- for Anne me, Rule. Anne Rule virtually invented the really? oh, crime genre, yes. Seattle lady. And she wrote the vampire series, right? No. Oh, what did she write? She wrote. She wrote. uh, What is? uh, She wrote. She wrote the definitive book of what it was like working with and being close to chair to chair with Ted Bundy. The the stranger. Yes. And many dozens of books afterward, covering in the true crime genre about uh, the the terrible murders that would happen, serial killers, et cetera, about she, which she was an expert. Right. She was a policewoman in Seattle wow. in the days when the policewomen wore high heels and stockings and weren't allowed to carry a gun. Wow. That's amazing. And so she was a policewoman and then she got interested in writing true, true crime stories. And that she more or less created that genre in the bookstores mm-hmm. when she started doing that. And we read her book, her publicist or somebody contacted us. We read her book. She said she wanted to come on again. She was a Seattle person. And so every time she came out with a book, we had her on. And it was generally at least once a year. She said, it's so funny. My books come out at Christmas time. People like them for stocking stuffers. Do you believe they like murders for stocking stuffers? (laughs) And and one of the last times we had her on, she was so comfortable with us and we were chit-chatting and chit-chatting and all of a sudden we're hearing this background noise. We're hearing clinking and clanking and water. And, and Gary says, Anne, are you doing the dishes? And she says, 
yes, I am. <laughs> she has a headset on and she's doing an interview on the radio while she's doing dishes at the sink. Now that's what it is to be comfortable with someone. That is comfortable. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. She a card and a half. I miss her. She was a delightful lady, a very warm person for the subject matter and the fact that she was a policewoman, one of the first in Seattle, uh, for her to, to have this loving attitude and to communicate her personal warmth was a great surprise to us because she could communicate it so easily on the air and so comfortably. She passed away a few years ago, and, man, I miss her. She was just terrific. You have a lot of um, – we've talked about the mediumship and how much we all enjoy that and – uh, the alternative talk and the subjects of ghost hauntings and paranormal and angels. Uh, but you also have sort of regular guests too, like a, a police person. That's not, she's not a oh, regular, yeah. but you've also had people who've traveled. Yeah. Book on uh, life coaching, different things. Anybody stand out that you want to share with us? It's interesting that you should say that, and I'm giving Suzanne time if she can think of an individual author, jump right in. But what I will say to you in answer, Carol Ann, is that there is a self-help genre that is tilted toward new age, certainly metaphysical ways of looking at the world. And what I have found over the past several years, really, is that the names tend to blend together because the subjects of their books do. It's yeah. like there's, there is this overriding theme of take charge of your own life, use the metaphysical laws that guide the universe, particularly the universe of thought, that universe between our ears, and take charge of your own affairs. I'm all for that. I believe it's great to be self-reliant. It's great to be triumphant in whatever way. But I find that that field is so crowded that sometimes it's very difficult to pick an individual who stands above the rest because it's like they're all getting in on the act. Yes. That's some hot stuff. You go to any bookstore or you go to, go to Amazon, see if you can get the Kindle edition or you want to order the, the paperback version of this or that book. And they will suggest dozens of others that are very much like it. Yeah. And um, I don't know if that's, well, it's definitely the prosperity angle, I guess. If that's hot, that's what we're going to jump on. Who do you feel stands out in a crowd then? Who do do you feel? I've seen some interesting names. I haven't delved into uh, everything that they do. But you've had people that have traveled the world, and you've had correspondents, and you've had um, all kinds of people. I can't think. I thought you had somebody that um, was like a, 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 that was local, or somebody that was a traveler, or local to Seattle. Something like that. We've had quite a few local Seattle people because we know a lot of people from being there. And we used to do a a monthly mixer, a metaphysical mixer in Seattle. And it gave us a chance to not only be with our listening audience, but also with a lot of intuitives and psychics who would come and, and have a big party with us once a month. And so, uh, you know, we did, we do know a lot of people there. Um, when you look at, um, when you look at um, various categories, I mean, you mentioned a policewoman. More recently, we interviewed twice a firefighter and he was just, he's a regular guy, 
Yeah. But, but he has a, a very good attitude and he talks about the world of firefighting and what that's like mentally and how to be mentally strong and, and be a first responder. So, you know, he's like the perfect closet editions feel as good as they look. And Rothy's knits style and comfort into every pair of shoes. The Rothy's signature sneaker combines game changing comfort with a timeless style that goes perfectly with every look from casual to elevated. And their one of a kind driving loafers feel great with or without socks and come in both classic and eye catching designs. Find out what the hype is all about. Discover your new favorite pair of shoes and get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash hype your your average joe but we've covered so many things we've we've had some great astrologers on what yes. one of our favorites is christopher renstrom he knows the history of the united states and and all the presidents and he kind of concentrates on that and so you know we like him as well as several others um we and we, there's a, a gentleman that I, I we only talked to one time, but I liked him so much. I said I would like to talk to him again. And we had to do it long distance um, years ago with a calling card because we didn't have Skype at that point. Ah. And he was in London. And it was a gentleman by the name of Roy Stemmen who wrote what I consider to be the definitive book on reincarnation. Wow. He covers reincarnation from A to Z in a, a beautiful way with just some fabulous stories. And so um, I said to Gary, we got to have him on again. We only had him on one time. His book is great. But this time we can use Skype because when we first started out when and um, we were going into the studio in Seattle. When we moved to Sarasota, we bought a room full of equipment. <laughs> and the engineers at the radio station said, you know, you have to use this you know, mixing board and the soundboard and the, the Bridget and the microphones and all this kind of stuff. And, and we had the we had a six foot table that was loaded from end to end with all of our equipment and primarily because Skype was in its infancy and they didn't feel like they could count on it. And they wanted us to have, you know, real equipment. The problem was, even with a dedicated line, that real equipment went down a lot. And it frustrated Gary and I no end to have to keep redialing into the studio. And they said, well, you know, you got 3,000 miles to cover and Every once in a while, it's just going to, you know, the connection is going to break. Well, that about drove us nuts. Because it would happen on a weekly basis. And so uh, finally, a few years ago, I want to say maybe five years ago or so, they, the, that engineer who was in charge of everything, the top guy passed away. And then they bring in this young, vibrant, you know, 30-year-old guy. And he goes, of course, we're going to use Skype. <laughs> And with the new ideas. With the new ideas. And so we went from a table full of equipment to our computer and a microphone and two headsets. And we are able to still get good sound quality into the station with that equipment. And, and so, you know, bless the technology that has, yeah. has, you know, moved us along. And now we're in the era of Zoom. Right. And, and so now we can, um, you know, interview people from anywhere. We talked to somebody in China one time 
and uh, and that connection did not hold. We were in the studio and we lost him. And he was uh, among the more difficult guests because he wanted all the questions in advance and he was reading his answers from paragraphs that he had written. And, ah. and so Gary and I are going, oh, you know, we just want to talk to you. We just want to, you know, ask you about your book. He, he's got great books, but mm-hmm. he was so uncomfortable talking about his books. He was somebody who could write, but he couldn't speak. And so right. the only thing he could do would be to read from his book. And um, and that was kind of a non-starter for us. We find that some of the best writers aren't necessarily the best talkers. Right. Vice versa. I've right. got a couple of names for you. You want, you want people who really communicate well, who communicate authentically, who have the right stories. And many times the most compelling stories are our own because we've lived them. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Every Valentine's Day or thereabouts, we have a woman named Catherine Alice, somebody that we have met personally. We struck up a friendship which endures when she was touring in Seattle. So we sat down with Catherine Alice and we talked about her book, Love Will Find You nine steps toward finding your soulmate. Love will find you. The essence of her book is, if you plan on attracting love, you had better spend quality time for as long as it takes on becoming the kind of person with whom you could fall in love. And that's like, okay, the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. How about I begin within and make myself more lovable so that I become the kind of person that I could fall in love with. And then through the law of attraction, through the magnetism and the laws of of divinity to which we subscribe, you will find yourself attracting those who are on the same wavelength, operating at the same vibration. You know that very well, Carol Ann. Mm -hmm. So uh, Catherine Alice is terrific in that regard. Every Valentine's Day, we like to have her on. Suzanne has made a great friend out of a lady who lives in Santa Barbara, California, who reads auras like nobody's business. Her name is Pam Osley, and she has an amazing life story as well. She can You can call up, and people have done this several times when she's been on our show, mm-hmm. and they will just say, hello, Pam, it's good to talk to you today. And with just as little as that, the sound of their voice, she is able to tap into their color fields, their auric fields, and tell them things about themselves that she would have no objective reason to know. I would consider her about the best we've met in that department. Yes. Yeah, definitely. So that that's two of the story. And they're both renowned for what they do, extremely popular. Their books are bestsellers in that category. And we're always privileged to be able to talk to them because of the insights that through the forum of our show, just like on your show, we are able to provide people with a, a conduit with a a matrix, as one guest called it, that allows this kind of information to be transmitted. And the event, the interview itself, then happens. You tune in, it's live radio, and something beneficial happens as a result. Every once in a while, we will find a guest who is such a big talker that all we say is hello and goodbye. And one of them that comes to mind, one of my most favorite people to have on is Dr. Bernie Siegel. Hmm. He wrote Love, Medicine, and Miracles back in the 80s. 
and uh, he's written about animals. He's written about drawings. He is a, a surgeon par excellence, and these days he does nothing but interviews. And um, he is one of those talkers where you say, hi, Dr. Siegel, how's it going? And then I, I said to Gary, you and I could go to Starbucks because he goes story after story after story after story mm -hmm. and barely comes up for a breath. And Gary and I just kind of sit there and giggle and sip coffee. <laughs> He's that. Yeah. There are some people who are just like that. They just take the ball and they run and they've got lots of good stories to tell. And so yeah. that, that's kind of fun too, once in a while. You'd love him too. We need to make an introduction with you and, and Dr. Bernie because he's a big animal guy. Oh my God. He's a, he, he wouldn't so much as walk down his sidewalk after the rain without making sure that he isn't going to step on a snail. He, move, no, he moves the worms to the grass. He has that kind of reverence. For life. He's like Albert Schweitzer yeah. with that reverence for life, which we deeply appreciate about him. And he's nonstop with the stories, as Suzanne indicates. He would be a lot of fun for you to talk to. A more compassionate man, whether in the world of medicine or anywhere, I just don't think you could meet. He really is an exceptional gentleman. Well, thank you for that. That's great. Um, yeah, I'd love to speak to him. It's uh, it's interesting that you can tell the people that interview a lot because they do talk a lot. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. They're used to having to fill. And right. I think what sets uh, you apart in particular, I'm rather new at this. I've only been doing this a couple of years. And um, on here, it's been about a year on uh, Goldilocks Productions, which I love, by the way. It's fabulous. Um, I think people, other interviews that I've seen like if they go to BBC America or something like that, people are hesitant in this line of work, like particularly mediumship or something kind of out there because they're kind of attacked where you don't do that. You know, you, like you were saying, you want them to be comfortable. You want them to expose their work. I don't get, I think maybe other people are too mainstream. So when I get, and my point is when I get people, I have one interview I'm still chasing two years now. Um, that was interviewed by BBC and they really let her, they kind of gave it to her a little bit, you know, I think in a skeptical sort of way, her mother, uh, her grandmother was Helen Duncan. Oh, I uh, mean, Helen Duncan. So I've been chasing her granddaughter for a couple of years now trying to get an interview. And um, she's very cautious because she's has not been treated well. So I think when people get on your show and they feel comfortable and you've read the book. They're like, Oh my God. You know, they said that to me too. You read my book. Well, yeah, I'm going to talk to you about it. I thought I'd better read it. You know, um, they feel comfortable uh, letting their hair down. They feel comfortable chatting about everything that they love. And I think because of that, you get a better interview. And when you do interject a question, you know what you're talking about you know, rather than mainstream, like CBS correspondent or something, asking a medium, well, what's it like over there, you know, without putting them down. I think because you understand the work, you are more inclined to ask the questions that we want to know. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm satisfying my own curiosity in part when I ask these questions. And then I figure if I have these questions, so do many of our listeners as well. And so it gives them a chance to hear what the answer is. What are the biggest hits for you? What is your audience really, really like? Do they just like all your shows? Are there a particular 
type of guests that they enjoy more than others or? I'm going to have to say that they like us when we bring on celebrities, people that they've heard of. And we have built up quite a list of celebrities now that we've talked to. You mentioned Marion Ross. We've also talked to Anson Williams a couple of times. Uh And he's got he's got a product that he's been uh, selling. We've talked to uh, Stanley and um, Barry Livingston, the uh, uh, two of the three sons, two of the three (laughs) of my three sons. We've talked to, as you mentioned, Loretta Swit and Tippi Hedren. We also talked to Tony Tennille. And we, she had a book out, and it was before Daryl Dragon had died. And so she was talking about her relationship with, with Daryl Dragon. and um, Charming woman, by the way, just like you're talking to your next-door neighbor. We talked yeah. to Cassandra Peterson a few years ago. A.K.A. Elvira, Elvira. Mistress of the Dark. Right. Oh. So we How talked to her oh, great. very well. She's very metaphysical, and yeah. she was... She had uh, met uh, Elvis Presley when she was very young, and she talked about thinking how she wanted things to happen in her life, and she, those things that she was thinking about came about. She wanted to meet a couple of movie stars, um, Brad Pitt, I believe. And Nicholas Cage. And Nicholas Cage. And she and, tells and, the stories. And, then, and yeah. then she tells the stories about how she met them. Under very improbable circumstances, like ourselves, uh, Cassandra Peterson is a devotee of what is known as the science of mind. It's uh, known more uh, more formally. It's a bit colloquial now to call it religious science there, but there used to be the Church of Religious Science. Now churches around the country, internationally, in fact, are called Centers for Spiritual Living. And the science of mind is the philosophy and the religion that they teach. When, as applied religion goes, I give it 100 out of 100 points. I I talk about it with anybody who cares to listen. I have put it to good use myself, how I manifested a Suzanne. And we're together at the end of the month, 19 years. So the the stuff works. And it worked to such an extent because there is no big and no small in God. It's all another, I like to say it's another day at the office of God, these things we call miracles. And Cassandra Peterson told us how she had dreamed of meeting Brad Pitt and Nicolas Cage. And on two separate occasions, under very improbable circumstances, she was able to meet these great gentlemen of Hollywood. And they hit it off and became friendly with each other. And they wanted to know about her life and her career, obviously. And they just had a great time. It was something that she affirmed and decided she would experience, and then it happened almost by a law of compulsion. That's the kind of thing we love to talk about on our show, too, because there are so many success stories. Yes. How is it that people succeed? What has happened in their lives that have put them in the success category? And so that's kind of interesting when you get people on and you find out what were the synchronicities, what were the steps, what was their thinking about it, how did it all come about? And so that's that's interesting, too. It seems like when we do have recently, we talked to Jerry Mathers, Leave it to Beaver. Yes. uh, As a matter of fact, he was he was very tickled. Here we go. He was so tickled (laughs) with his interview. He sent us pictures. Suitable for framing. Suitable for framing. (laughs) We each got one. We each got a picture of Jerry Mathers' Leave it to Beaver. 
And um, and at the end of this week, um, Gary's going to be talking to Joanne Worley from Laughing. Oh wow! Uh, yes, la, 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 la. yes so, I remember very well. <laughs> so it's always it it is fun when you when you talk to somebody who's famous. And um, we talked to George Maharis the week he was getting his hand and footprints in front of Grauman's uh, Chinese, um, Chinese theater, theater yeah. because it was 50 years the walk after, of fame. after West Side Story wow. won all the Oscars. And, yeah. and he hadn't been out there. He was best supporting actor. And yeah, for best. And so they invited him 50 years later to come and put his hands and feet in the cement. And we got him. And then what do you think he's doing? He's making jewelry. And so he's got all this jewelry he wants to sell. And we're saying, you know, go on his website, buy his jewelry. So, you know, I, I said to Gary, if we end up, you know, being the last person that somebody talks to, I really don't mind that. I mean, I know we're baby boomers. Our show is primarily a baby boomer audience. Uh-huh. And so if we're bringing on somebody who was famous in the 50s and the 60s and 70s, I said, that's okay with me because we might be one of the last people that they talk to. We had Rip Taylor. Rip Taylor. Rip Taylor on. He's the wow. guy that used to run down the aisles, you know, crazy hair. Yes, screaming. yes. Uh, well, we had him on. He was sick the day that he came on. He had a bad cold, and he said, I oh. hope to get through the hour, and and he did. He, he was a trooper, right. and he was fun to talk to, but it wasn't all that long after that that he died, oh. and it was like, wow, you know, we got an interview with him, Yeah. And so, you know, we're kind of happy to, to sneak that one in. And, if you uh, could do um, an interview, not to interrupt you, but yeah, go ahead. If if you were to do an interview with someone who's passed, who would that be? Oh my God! Well, just well, you know, for instance, you can name a couple of names, but with somebody who has passed, that there's so many. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Like, one like one of the president or right? Would you like to speak to Elizabeth Taylor or? I'm a news guy. Well, yes, I would definitely. That's the first president I voted for in 1972, Richard Nixon. And I'd love to do an interview with him. I've actually supposedly been contacted by the 37th president when I was talking to a friend of mine in Seattle. We went out to dinner together. And I sure I said, I voted for Richard Nixon in 1972. And I've always found him far more fascinating than the Kennedys. They came from glamour. They came from uh, ambassadorial uh, patrician privilege and they made the most of it. Richard Nixon came up from dirt in your Belinda right. stones throw from where I grew up. And I would love to know how he was able to make it all the way to the presidency because he endured a great deal. And then he, he was the author of his own undoing, of course, through Watergate and then came back anyway as an elder statesman and reclaimed a yeah. lot of the respect that he had lost. I would love to talk to him about that. And he came through when I was just talking with the medium one time, again, supposedly there, and I was able to ask a few questions. I was so, I felt so privileged. So if I were to do an interview there and it could be arranged, Richard Nixon would be absolutely one of the ones I'd want to talk to, but also the people, the people who knew how to make people laugh. I mean, I'd love to talk to Don Adams about what it was like on Get Smart. I'm a big newsie. I love to follow foreign affairs, 
would I ever love to interview Walter Cronkite? Yes. The stories he's got, you know. And then, of course, John Lennon and George Harrison. I'm a Beatlemaniac from 1964. So, yeah. yeah, to talk to one of those gentlemen would be fantastic, preferably both. <laughs> that would be great. Yeah. Well, we put the word out. So let's see what mediums come up with that you never know, right? They could well, show you never know. Show you know what I heard about John F. Kennedy one time? This was from uh, Ina Twig, who put this in one of her books. I was discussing that with a mutual friend of ours. There, and I, I found it fascinating, but also it makes a lot of sense. John F. Kennedy, when he started to come through mediums, it was in the late 1960s. Certainly by that time, I don't know about earlier, but by the late 60s, he was doing that. And he had a rule that he communicated. He didn't want to just chat with everybody who wanted to talk to President Kennedy because, you know, he would do little else on the other side there. But he would come through for people that he had known when he was in the body at any time in his life. If he knew them, he would converse with them through the good services of a capable medium. And there was a lady who was a friend of this medium who asked to talk to John F. Kennedy. And uh, Ina Twig said, well, you know, he only talks to people that he knew when yeah. he was on Earth. And this woman, it turns out, had been a, one of the babysitters in the family and knew him from her babysitting job as a, a nanny, I suppose. And so he came through and spoke with her. You know, them's the rules. But if you follow them, you can have some amazing experiences. That's quite a question you asked of us. I wasn't anticipating that. Oh, that's my job. Yes, it is. <laughs> you know, just, you've interviewed so many well-known people that uh, I know I have a bucket list of people I would like to talk to. And um, even people that have passed, you know, I thought you never know, right? You never know. They could come through. So I might as well put it out there. I think it would be interesting to have the afterlife interviews on radio. Where do you see your, your show going now? What Now with the new technology, you're... You're international, I presume, right? Where do you see you going with this? You're going to stay with the same uh, format, interview people that are of interest to you, of interest to your audience, or you see something different happening? You know, I think the short answer is I don't know because we have changed formats and days and times and, and what the kinds of talk we've been doing from day one till today. Now we're on the longest segment now of doing what we're doing, but they, we have sat down many times over 14 years and said, what should we do going forward? And we've made changes. We've made changes in our opening music. We've mm -hmm. made changes in, um, you know, the kinds of guests we interview, we, we have dropped some topics altogether. We've added some topics and, and it's kind of colored the show. For the longest time now, we've been on two tracks. We started out with a little tagline called Mastery and Mystery. And we let that tagline go for a number of years in the middle. And some of our original listeners we're still referring to Manson Mitchell, Mastery and Mystery, years after we let that go. And I said to Gary, we got to bring it back again because people connect that with us. 
And so our, our focus is twinfold. And one is the mastery part is how can we live the best life here and now in this incarnation? And the mystery part is what happens to us after we die. What is that like? So that's really our, our two angles. And we do we talk a lot, as Gary said, with self-help people. And we talk a lot about the afterlife as well. Death mm-hmm. is a very scary subject to yeah. a lot of people. And, and so by our kind of talking about it in normal, everyday terms all the time, in the United States and in a lot of Western countries, it's a topic that, that people don't like to discuss because they're never planning on dying and they don't think it's going to happen to them. And so for us to say this is a natural part of life, people are born, people live, people die. You know, if we make it commonplace to talk about it, what we're hoping is people get more easy with that whole conversation. And then that's where bringing in mediums and people who talk about reincarnation and the afterlife kind of helps prepare our listeners for what is to come. After this life, then there's another life. And so it's really those twin things. As far as what's next, Gary and I haven't talked about making any changes, but that doesn't mean we wouldn't. It's an evolution then, somewhere, yes. you know, it, and it evolves, I would imagine, by spirit, really kind of dictates what's going to happen because events unfold, synchronicities show up, people, you get sent books, you get a, a wider audience, different scope. Um, so I think that's, I, I like the way that you roll with the punches, so to speak, and that you interview everybody. We stayed flexible with that. Now, someone had suggested to us one time that we do a political show. Mm-hmm. And we thought about that and said, no. But we, we're doing we, one tomorrow. We, we, don't, <laughs> we don't mind doing salt and peppering that into right. what we do regularly. Yeah. But we, we wouldn't do strictly politics on every single show. That, that wouldn't be interest us. AM radio is full of that. We don't. Yeah, yeah. We would just be right now. So, yeah. yeah. I, I would far rather talk to somebody, a man named Robert Kopecki, for example, who had not one, not two, but three near-death experiences at separate occasions. I mean, it wasn't they just didn't keep losing them on the table during one surgery three different times in Years his life. Apart, yeah. And he has tremendous things to say because it's inspiring to find that people go to a place that has been articulated and a lot of the stories agree with each other in many elements, and yet each one is unique. And when I ask them about it, everyone says the same thing. And I love to pass that along to our listeners. A near-death experience is good, if for no other reason than for one thing. So many people who have had them, maybe a majority of these experiences encourage people to lose their fear of dying. And that's what Robert Pecky told us. These, these experiences, starting with the first one, caused him to lose his fear of death because you don't really die. You're not extinguished. You move into another dimension. And uh, to live your best life now. 
I would say, just as you had mentioned. Yes. Um, so I want to thank you both for joining us. Who do you have coming up this week? You want to tell us who's coming up this week on your show? Well, tomorrow we have Professor Caroline Heldman from Occidental College in L.A. She is a, a recognized, internationally recognized pundit. She's a professor of politics, so she's been covering this campaign, of course, and being solicited for her opinions. But she's also very well informed about women's issues and social trends. So we look forward to talking to her. And then we have someone completely different on Saturday. On Saturday, we have John Welshans. He is an Eastern philosophy thinker, even though he's, he's quite American. He's, he's a Ramadanan. And so oh. he, we will have the Eastern philosophy with us. And he's also political. And a Jersey guy. Oh, great. Can't, can't miss with that, right? Right. That's great. It's been a pleasure having you both on and watching pro, real pros work. You're an inspiration to me and you inspire others. Thank okay. you so thank much. You. Friendship is very valuable to me. So thank you for sharing time with us. Thank, thank you, you Carolyn. Carol it's been a pleasure. Yeah. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Thank you all for joining us. Don't forget to hit like, subscribe, ring the bell on YouTube. And also check out my class Saturday, uh, Elements of Evidential Mediumship Masterclass on our Patreon set, uh, link. And that's posted here. So don't forget to check that out. Next week, we're whoops, we're almost at out of time. Let me squeeze this in here. My website, carolancarry.com, Psychic Medium of Sarasota. Next week, get ready to buckle up. Psychic Joanne Leo will be with us uh, next week. So bring your date of birth and your boyfriend's date of birth, and let's check it out and see what's going on, okay, and your romance. We'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us. Bye-bye now. Become a Goldilocks Productions VIP patron. Receive exclusive access to live stream special and other epic packs. Join the Goldilocks Productions VIP community today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 